0: and why. <laughs> What is going on to all of our listeners? Welcome back to the Clean Sweet Podcast. Um, This is, of course, Elite Sports New York's Brooklyn Nets Podcast. This is your host, Matt Brooks. I'm here with my co-host, Danny Small. How you doing? It's good to talk to you. It's good to have some real basketball back. Um, How are we feeling about everything? How's the season starting for you?
1: Good. I mean, you know, obviously we'll get into some of the, you know, some of the bad stuff so far uh, because... You know, one and two isn't exactly the start you envisioned. When you have, you know, Minnesota, the Knicks, and then Memphis, you want to be better than one and two. So we'll get into some of that stuff. But I'm not, I'm not overreacting too much yet. You know, to to this start, I think, you know, we've seen some good things. We've seen some bad things. Like you said, I'm just happy to have some basketball back. We can actually, uh, we can actually talk some hoops as opposed to you know a million different. Is this going to work? Is that going to work? Are they going to do this? I'm just happy we actually get to watch Kyrie Irving play basketball.
0: Yeah, he's really good, as it turns out. Uh, I yeah. who knew? I know, right? Um, I've never been a huge Kyrie guy, surprisingly. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because he's never been on a team that I've really cared for. Like the Cavs, I was kind of whatever on. I rooted for them against Golden State, but I wasn't super tied to that, uh, I guess, organization. And then... With Boston, that's just one of my least favorite teams. So I mm-hmm. really, really never watched him there. And I think he grew a lot based on what I've seen so far. Um, immediately, the thing that jumped out for me is I know, you know, you know what he can do as a scorer. You can watch one highlight tape and you get a pretty good feeling of like what he does. He, it's interesting how much he's able to bring his entire package consistently every single game. But his passing is really what's impressed me so far. I mean, I've even gone as far as thinking like, I don't know how big the drop-off from him, and him to Russell is. Like, it's a drop-off, but it's not that big of a drop-off. It's not as big as I thought it would be, at least from a, an aspect of he's feeding Joe Harris in transition. He's feeding guys cross-court. He had a nice couple of dimes to uh, to either Karras or Torian Prince in the corner in that last Memphis game. So I've been impressed by him, and that's been one of the big bright spots for me. I mean, that's an obvious one. but
1: Yeah, I mean, like you, you said it, perfectly you know with the passing his passing has been on point I think he's what is it 6.3 assists per game or whatever it is 6.2 6.2 that's what okay so it's like yeah you know I mean three games in obviously small sample sizes but you like what you see from him and also I mean he's he's rebounding the ball pretty well I mean he's doing like a lot of little things obviously you know the defense is more of a team thing than I think you then you can just pin it on yeah you know one player um, so I wouldn't, you know, pin all their defensive woes on any one guy. But, you know, Kyrie, I mean, he's he's doing it all. I mean, he's, you know, 50 points in his first game. Uh, I know the loss and that, that game winner would have been something special. Right. But, I mean, he's legit. I mean, he's, he's as legit as point guards come in the NBA. And, um, you know, it's going to be tough for him because he's kind of their their one star right now. Um, you know we'll see what happens with Karis Levert how he develops um, we'll see how you know Joe Harris if we're sh- I mean him and Spencer Dinwiddie we kind of know what they are at this point so I think it's going to be a lot of you know a lot of responsibility on Kyrie's shoulders and the one thing that kind of does concern me a little bit is that we get into this you know fourth quarter they're they're playing hero ball a little bit too much I think Yep. and on one hand you know Kyrie might be the best isolation scorer in the league, or at least in the conversation. Um, And, you you know, you want the ball in his hands. You want him taking those shots. But there's been a few times this year already where you notice that, you know, things just get stagnant. Uh, I think it happened definitely in the Knicks game for a little bit in that fourth quarter. Oh, God. But then then Kyrie, you know, at the end, he turns into, you know, Kyrie Irving and knocks down, you know, a couple ridiculous shots to win it. Um, so I mean you love you love that part of it, but I'm just I, I'm, I'm fearful that maybe you know a little bit too much of the hero ball might take them out of their game. And you know not to say that that's their biggest problem right now because I don't think so. but you know it's just tough, you know seeing them stagnate in these fourth quarters and kind of not really keep that pace in space, not keep the ball moving as much. But again, I mean when when you have Irving taking the shot, that's kind of what you want.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like he's so good in those big moments that it's like, why would you go with anything else? Um, I also think like the thing about the, the stagnation is it is definitely a concern, but they kind of ran a lot of isolation near the end of games last year too. Like there was all those, you know, like the Spencer Dinwiddie OT performance, where he just pulled up and, uh, the, the D'Angelo Russell against the Kings, like Kyrie Irving just had it going so well or you know at least they felt like they could get him going so well that um that I think that, that they, I, I don't I haven't noticed that much different stylistically on offense especially in games 2 and 3. Um the stats say otherwise. They were I believe in the top third of the league in terms of passes per game and now they're in the bottom third. So that's something to monitor. The the thing that I see is really the ball just doesn't move with their backups at all anymore.
1: That's I mean, well yeah, not to not to cut you off, but you're yeah. I'll let you go, but yeah, that I I wanted to get to the backups because that Jesus. I think that's a, that's a bigger deal than anything going on with Kyrie or the starters or right. anything like that.
0: Yeah, because Kyrie already has really nice chemistry. I mean, him and Lavert have a really cool two man mm-hmm. game, and uh, and and him and Joe Harris just look like they've been playing for years. I mean, I think it's really easy to play with Joe Harris. Uh, mm-hmm. Which of course is the most on-brand thing for this podcast yeah, to say. Of, course, of uh, course, he's been exceptional. By the way, he has been unbelievable yeah. to start this season. Uh, but the backups—it's like you have these lineups of, you know, Dinwiddie and and uh, and DeAndre, who is cooked. By the way, he's completely cooked. There's just nothing left in DeAndre. I, we'll see. But I, man, I haven't been impressed so far. And then it's like Temple and Nawaba and Kuroks, mm. who looks like he's almost regressed somehow.
1: Yeah, I'm so. Sure.
0: It's like I don't know what you can do with that. I'm I'm shocked they haven't done the Musa thing. I I am shocked.
1: That's I mean we talked about that you know on the the season preview we talked we were kind of like wow, you know wow Musa's looked pretty good in yep. uh, you know in preseason and whatnot and you know just piggybacking off your points there you know I mean Nwaba, yeah you know he's a solid defender can defend he's you fine. know a few different positions he's okay. You know, but like, how much are you getting out of, you know, Nuaba and Temple, you know, how much are you getting out of them offensively off the bench? Like you said, you know, DeAndre Jordan is clearly not the DeAndre Jordan that we saw, you know, with the Clippers a few years ago. He's a much, much different player. So I think what happens is you kind of like a lot of that gets put on Dinwiddie and you see, he's not, you know, he's not shooting the ball as well as, you know, he normally does. I think he's, he's passing the ball pretty well. You know, he's, he's kind of racking up the assists, but it's, Still, I feel like you're still not seeing the best Spencer Dinwiddie that you can yet. Yeah, and I think a lot of that probably has to do just with the fact that he's really being asked to do a lot on that second unit. Yeah, um, yeah. which is the, the second unit. I'd say maybe aside from some of the the defense stuff, but I think second unit is probably the number one number one issue going on with these guys right now.
0: The defense is fixable. The second unit, I don't know what they do, and I I don't know. It all kind of depends on, like, what they get from KD. Like, it seems like if he's going to come back this year. Um, and that's when I'd assume if they're going to be active on the buyout market or or see if they mm-hmm. can try to trade for something like that. But immediately, I mean, I, I don't know what you can... I don't know, like, wh- how you win games when... Because they just... You feel like they're just... One, they're a really bad defensive team, so they're hemorrhaging points all game. But especially when that backup unit comes in, it's like... These guys are already really aren't defending very well, and you know they're not scoring on you know for I'd say like twenty minutes of the game. It's it's a problem for them for sure, and it's it really bit them against the Knicks especially because um, that's when I it felt like I I had to remember it. I, it wasn't when Ellington got going, but it felt like that's when Knox got going, and that mm-hmm. was a big problem in the Knicks game. I mean,
1: yeah, Knox, Knox, got shot, going Le- Knox shot well, and I mean that hasn't just been against the Nets. He's been he's pretty solid. Awesome. So he's, he's been, been pretty awesome. solid so far this year, which. I think you know he shot in like the low thirties last year from three, yep. or it might have been a mid thirties, whatever. But this year, you know, he's he's on point, and that's yeah, like one of the things. If you're if the Knicks bench is beating you, you know, I mean, like we said, Knox, he's showing some promise and stuff. But I don't think the Knicks bench is some like incredible, you know, bench no. unit that's gonna that's gonna you know run away with games like this year. Yep. The Nets, you know, that's that's a tough look to be losing out, to, you know, to the Knicks bench like that. Um, in Memphis. Just, and and <laughs> in Memphis too. I Grace mean and you, Allen was cooking them. I was like what are you they think, doing? You think they, you know, you get two games against every team in the West every year. If the Nets were really, you know, if they want to win, you know, 48 close to 50 games, you're thinking you got to you got to take some some of those games from like the Timberwolves, um, some from the Grizzlies, like those are not games you want to drop. So, let's let's kind of pivot a
0: little bit. We've mentioned the defense a couple of times. Um I've been really really struggling to figure out what's going on with the defense. I've I think that where I'm at right now is I want them to try switching, although I don't know like in totality how many teams actually run like a really switch heavy defense. Um I believe I saw a stat. I need to get second spectrum or something like that. I need access to that because it seems mm-hmm. like they have a lot of cool stuff there, but um I believe it was Baxter Holmes who pulled up a second spectrum stat. Uh, about switching, and it was it, it came from his Carmelo Anthony article, which was really good. I love everything Baxter Hubs. Um and it was just sort of talking about how they switch forty four percent of their possessions, and the next closest is Golden State at twenty two percent. So it's not like teams are switching a ton. I don't think I don't. It's I think it's just a really hard thing to pull off consistently. Like just I, I it's just I don't know how easy it is, and also I a think- lot of teams have like nominal centers, so that's really hard as well.
1: I think that's something you'll see more. Like it's good to do it in the regular season when you can, and you know when you can employ it. I yeah. think that's something you see more in the playoffs okay. when that comes around because you know a lot of teams will end up going a little bit smaller, things like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, even like the most switch-heavy teams, they're not doing it every you know every possession, right. every the play. They're you know they're they're working out of that. Right. Um, right. But yeah, no, I mean, and the weird thing is, like the Nets. Anyone who's watched them, you know, the defense hasn't been good. But I think, and it's, you know, it's so early, like defensive rating, they're kind of right in the middle there, but yeah. I think if they sustain this level of defense, that's not going to, you know, they're not going to be a league average defense. And I think that's what, you know, we know the offense can score. We know they're going to be okay in that regard, Yeah, but they're going to have to be a league average defense at worst if they want to, you know, if they want to make that next step and, you know, win a playoff series this right. year, right. they're going to have to step up the defense and, I'm not quite sure where, how you do that right now. Um. So,
0: so, okay, so Synergy hates them, which, I mean, good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're like 25th to 26th in, uh, definitely in transition, which I don't know what this team is going to do, but I, I just don't think they're going to be a good team at defending transition at all. Um, it's an older team kind of at this point like a, at least when you look at some of those guys coming off their bench so I don't love that for them defending uh, transition necessarily but um, you know it's things like back cuts and, and handoffs and especially it was like I think spot catch up shoot or catch catch and shoot looks they're defending at like 29th best in the league which is like really really problematic and the biggest thing just going through clips I've been doing it a lot the last couple of days. It's just guys are, like, being left open. It's really, really lazy. It's not even like teams are running that much, uh, I guess, like, detailed stuff um, offensively against the Nets. Uh, the, the Timberwolves, they I, what they were running just with, like, the way they were weaving into the, into, like, pick and roll and stuff like that, that was really nice offensively. The Grizzlies weren't running much. The Knicks definitely weren't running a ton. It Not not really what I've seen from Fisdale. Um so I, it's kind of confusing to me that they're getting these wide open looks. And it's like from guys you're not expecting, like Karis LeVert left Kevin Knox open twice, maybe even three times in that game. It's like things that can't happen. Like, and that's, that's really what's hurting them right now. It's just guys are ball watching, guys are flat footed. I think that stuff is fixable. I don't really know why it's happening this early. I don't know if it's fatigue. or I, I really don't trust that as a, a reliable excuse. I don't know if it's just a, they coming into the season. It's all these expectations. Guys thought things were going to go a little bit better than they actually did. I don't know. Um, I couldn't tell you what the exact issue is. Uh, it's also worth mentioning everybody's paid now. So I, I'm just throwing out ideas. And, I'm, just, and this yeah, is just speculative. Trying to
1: Trying to put your finger on it. But I mean... The fact of the matter is, if you leave NBA guys open, they're gonna hit shots. You right. Know? Like you have to be, you have to be able to close out on on the three point line, because I mean, we know how important that is in this day and age of the NBA. I mean, the Nets, they've you know they've built a good portion of their team around you know being able to get out and transition, hit threes. You know, Joe Harris. I mean, on the flip side, the Nets, they're shooting. I think. Th- four, just un- just under forty percent you know from three which is like a ridiculous number but if you're also giving up those looks to your opponent um, and their opponents are shooting just under 44 percent from three interesting like it, if you're if you're gonna be hitting threes it's such a good clip you can't be just you know giving it right back to them right um which is just that I guess you know if we're trying to pinpoint one thing running guys off the three point line is a good start because you have jared allen in the middle i know you know i know we're not all that high on deandre jordan right now but he's a big guy in the middle of the paint can kind of control the glass control the the, uh the rim i mean if it's just running out at three at guys on the three-point line you know karis Levert making sure that that knox isn't getting you know these wide open looks where he can set his feet i mean maybe it's just a little more uh, a little more grit a little more hustle i mean that I I feel like I'm not giving like the best analysis. No, it's it. tough. But, defense is but, hard. But, yeah, I think it's defense. It's so much so much more difficult to kind of put your finger on what's going wrong or look at stats to figure out. You know, oh, where's you know where's the issue here? Defense is a really tough thing to figure out. Um, but I mean, we saw last year like with the Nets, they were they were in such a terrible spot at one point after that OKC loss. Like they just they looked like they were dead. And all of a sudden they just flicked a switch. And that was about more than the the defense. It was, you know, a whole team thing. But I wouldn't be shocked to see them kind of fix, you know, fix the defense. And, you know, they're not going to be a top five, you know, stifling defense. But I wouldn't be shocked to see them kind of turn it around a little bit. Um, But you want to see it happen soon because they have this, you know, they have a big road trip coming up on the the West Coast in a couple weeks. Yep. And then, you know, if, if they don't turn it around by then, you could be looking at a rough start to the season yep yeah
0: it kind of reminds me of like when they like when they added a KG. i mean i don't want to compare it to this i'm gonna get killed for this but they did they have had very slow starts before when they brought in a lot of talent i won't Mm. even bring up the names because i don't want to get blasted for this
1: that's that's you're opening up a can of worms there
0: (laughs) but it just you know i don't think it's gonna happen i think that this I weirdly enough like going through clips and stuff like that actually made me feel a lot better about it because it's like oh my god like it's it's not even like they're just getting completely flummoxed about by these you know crazy motion sets it's just a dude's taking three steps and you know basically moving from the the corner to the wing that's it that's and it's just like it's Torin prince is completely mm-hmm. losing Dylan Brooks three different times so I think that's fixable um and I think that I The thing about defense, and I I really respect people that coach it, is because you're reacting to what the other team is doing. You're not Mm -hmm. not in charge of this. It's not like an offensive set where you can dictate exactly where the ball goes. I mean, I know if a defense is good, they can stop that. But in the end, like you're really just reacting to what somebody else does, and you're just trying to track that to the best of your ability. So it's all on whether how much these guys put in effort, how much these guys focus. Really, at the end of the day, you can do little things. You can do a switching defense. Um, You can flux a little bit more zone. They've only used zone, I believe, on 2.9% mm-hmm. of their possessions. Last year, was a little bit closer to 10%, so that's something that's worth monitoring. Um, and, you know, the, the one last thing, and I think the thing that really bothers me with how they defend, especially in 2019, is they use drop coverage. I get it. I understand that you probably don't want DeAndre Jordan ever defending a three-point shot ever, like actually trying to defend it. But I mean, just seeing these guys sit there for a solid two minutes, like Valanchunas stood there for three minutes and picked his nose before every single three-point shot. So that's why I'm just, I just, that's the one thing that I'm just like, "Can can we at least try, like try, even just have the dude step toward the guy a little bit, just lurch out to him a little bit versus, and especially with Jared Allen, like I honestly think that Jared Allen... I'm not saying he's going to be a good perimeter defender, but I do think that that's another level for him defensively. I think he could get there, um, but that's systematically not what they want to do. They want to have their bigs hang back and block shots at the rim, and I get that, but I don't know. I, I'm a little mixed it's, on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you know, I I feel like I'm kind of beating a dead horse at this point, but the defense has been concerning, you know, it, it hasn't been great, and you need to see it fixed but like we've said, you know, it's going to be tweaks here and there. Like there's not like I don't I don't think there's any like huge overhaul, no. you, you know, you need where it's like all right, we need to completely scrap everything we know about defense and start like, from square one. Yeah that's, yeah, yeah. that's not the case, you know. It's just going to be, you know, Atkinson the coaching staff, little tweaks here and there, you know, put trying to put guys in in right, the right position and hopefully, I mean hopefully, you know, the second unit kind of figures out their offensive issues because i think they could be a you know pretty decent defensive unit all things considered right but when you miss a shot it makes you know it makes it so much tougher to defend because teams can get out and transition easily more easily so i think as you know much of a cop-out as this is the second unit playing a little bit better offensively hitting more shots spencer dinwiddie shooting the ball a little bit better that's going to help their defense overall but like we said, little tweaks here and there, trying to you know figure out what's right. And also, I think we're you know we might be undervaluing it a little bit because they do have you know Dinwiddie back, Harris, Allen. They have like a, a good part of their core back. But getting continuity on both ends is tough when you yeah. have like a bunch of new faces. I mean, you see it. I, I mean, I, I've been covering the Knicks too. You see it with them. They they don't exactly know what the other person is doing quite yet. Right. Same thing with the Nets. I mean, Kyrie, DeAndre um, Torian Prince, you know, Nwaba, Temple, you have all these new faces coming in. It's not exactly going to click on day one all the time.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people forget. And they have a new point guard who basically runs everything now. Um, and as you said, it's a lot of new faces. Um, and I, I, I think it's really easy to get reactionary. Three games in, I've certainly done it, my fair share. I've already done it on this podcast suggesting certain things to tweak. Um and I, you know, I'm not as you said, I don't think there's a defensive overhaul. I don't think they need to like break things down completely and, you know, <laughs> mm, go, like, yeah. you know do basic defensive fundamental drills, but
1: Like The SpongeBob, forget everything you know yeah, about, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. Like right. they they like they don't need to they don't need to go that extreme like Right we can't we shouldn't overreact too much yeah maybe maybe on next week's pod we'll, maybe we'll over we'll that'll be the overreaction pod yeah
0: i'm i'm okay with that I'm, I'm not an over i'm not an overreactions guy uh at least in in public forum
1: around <laughs> yeah one. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I'm texting you gotta, people you, i'm totally an overreaction yeah you got to keep those those overreactions in like the dms the Yeah. Texts, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah you don't want that on public record
0: <laughs> oh yeah i've had some really uh Really good ones this week. I've been all over the place with it, yeah. um, as you can imagine. Uh, no, so, I mean, before, I think what I want to do is is get into, like, two guys that have surprised you and two guys that have let you down on the roster. But before I want to do that, I, you know what? We'll we'll do that right now. Um, I, uh, I, I'm going to have an honorable mention just for, uh, I guess, for the guys that have impressed me. Jared Allen holistically has not been perfect, but – I do really like the idea of him crashing the boards. And I like that from him on with, uh, against Memphis. And I think putting him on the bench weirdly lit a fire under his ass. Like people always say, Ooh. Oh, Jarrett, you know, we don't know if he really cares about basketball, if it's his one true passion, but there's certain instances like, I mean, first off, like the way he sets screens, the way he makes sure if, you know, if he doesn't nail a screen the first time, he's going to run around the other side and rescreen, or, you know, he's going to give you a really nice double screen or stagger screen. Um, to the best of his ability and defensively he tries to you know not block everything like a really irrational shot blocker because I think that a lot of young guys do tend to fall into that but um you know I that I like seeing him t- trying something new at least as a player that isn't like okay let's see you put it on the floor let's see you take jumpers it's like this is something that makes a lot of sense like oh yeah he's seven feet tall He's got a seven nine wingspan. It's kind of nice to see him clash, crash the uh, offensive glass. So that's my shadow. I want to see that see that uh, happen, and I think that he'll be somebody I'll bring up in future weeks if he continues to cla- crash the offensive glass like that.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a good point about you know kind of lighting the fire under him because you know we've talked about this before, but you know the whole are they going to be you know playing the matchup game with Jordan and you know with with Allen and I think Allen you know I mean any young guy in the league wants to start i mean most um, not everyone will admit it but i think you know most guys want to be in that starting lineup right. you know, whatever whatever that may be and you know it's alan is you know he's playing well early he's he's really he like you said he's crashing the boards defensively he's not you know, he's not always going to be perfect but he he's a pretty solid rim protector um and he you know he's also he's he's got chemistry in the pick and roll um already with Kyrie it looks like but I mean not that that's too difficult because Kyrie is just gonna make everyone you know that much better in that sense all right um but if I'm uh okay so I'm I gotta pick a guy for for who what was it what was the question we can do
0: two or we can just do one each like two two guys that have impressed you two the guys that let you down
1: okay okay impressed uh you know what I'm gonna start with let with who's letting me down or I'm gonna jump to that I'm I'm all over the place. I'm no, you're good. Right you're good. Um, you took Alan. That was a good one. For uh, impressed, that's my honorable, honorable mention. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's your honorable. <laughs> so mention. I even okay. Th- okay. Okay. I all right. So we, yeah, we got we got a way to go here. Yep. But I'm gonna I'm just gonna pivot because I'm just I'm looking at some stuff right here and one name caught my eye, uh, Rodion's Kuruks, who hmm. yes, you know he's the, like. And it's another like it's not exactly something you can put your finger on, but last year you know he's starting he came in and it was like no fear he was just he just immediately made an impact and it wasn't always that he shot well it wasn't always that he rebound it was just you know it always seemed like he he had his hand in you know in the cookie jar you know or what right that's not a good way to explain it, but it always seemed like he had his hand in everything you know he was Making different plays, like you know getting on guys' nerves, things like that, yep, so far this year, it just seems like you know he's not quite he's not quite that same like pesky you know rookie not who, everyone's like everyone's who's like you know who 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 the hell is this and you know Rody would just you know he'd be bodying guys inside, you know running up the floor. It just feels like he he's not quite there, um and yeah, like you said he's not he's not defending well um. I don't know. He's I mean he's only taken a few threes, so it's not like he's not only taking a few shots actually, so it's not like he's shooting all that badly, but I don't know. He it just doesn't seem like he's that same I, like that same it's hard to put you you know your You don't have juice, doesn't have that juice basically. Yeah, like, a, yeah, juice. He really doesn't and he
0: looks like he's had a distracting off season. That's that's been my yeah, thing.
1: Which yeah, which we know there's some there's some other stuff going on there but yeah he just doesn't feel like he has that same that same juice that he had last year where i mean when they put him in the starting lineup obviously it wasn't all him that turned turned things around but when they moved him into the starting lineup they got like a immediate spark right started playing better just not not quite there yet
0: yeah he's been tough to watch he's my number one as well um I, 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 what's funny is they had that, that weird comment. We actually talked about it with, uh, where he was described himself as a Draymond Green. And I can see why Kenny Atkinson was so adamant about how he did not want to see that because every time Kuroks gets the ball, he looked okay in preseason. I was like, oh, he kind of looks like he's figured out how to like make plays on the dribble. He's just as bad. I mean, (laughs) I don't know how many times I need to see him run into a crowd of defenders, but I just like.
1: He's at his best almost, you know, when he's like when he's off the ball and he's like, he last year he was one of the best cutters on the team. I mean, it's like you know people would people would overplay you know D'Angelo Russell or whoever, and then all of a sudden it was always like Kuz had the perfect like you know timing on a cut, yeah, and then he'd get a dunk and you're like, wait, oh the the guy that they weren't paying any attention to just torched him for you know an easy bucket. It's like it, it feels like maybe I don't know I don't want to read too much into that Draymond Green comment, but yeah, maybe he's thinking like. He was supposed to be, you know, this different player this year or something. Yep. When he should just be that, you know, that energy, that energy type guy, right? Like which, a
0: five tool. Well, I don't want to call him five tool, but I mean, like, uh, just a do a little way, of, You know, yeah, do a
1: little, do a little bit of everything. You know, kind of, you know, he's. He, you don't need him to score a ton. You don't need him to, you know, rebound a ton or whatever. Just do a little bit of everything. You bring some energy, play some yep. defense, um, and you know they need at that, that that stretch four position kind of there. They need, you know, they need somebody to step up and and kind of take over. Right. That's, that's as we've said ad nauseum already. That's one of the the areas of this team that's kind of weak.
0: Yeah, he's they they definitely need to figure that out. Um, I'm going to move on to number two, which is of of I guess the guys that haven't jumped off the page. I was really excited for the Garrett Temple signing. He has not done much offensively. Except mess uh, really missed threes. Um I know he's thirty-four and I wasn't expecting him to he as we said, like he's a good, not great shooter. He hasn't even been good so far. Yeah. I think it'll even out. You know, it might just be something that he needs to get twenty games and get familiar, and he's just been in so many different systems now that it it just might I, I'm assuming it's gotta be pretty disorienting to sort of move around that much. But I can't lie, it has been kind of like a letdown. I, and even defensively, like he's made a couple mistakes here and there. There's a play that stuck out to me. I mean, he, for some reason, uh, he dug at, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Jaron Jackson on the post. who was defended by DeAndre Jordan, which is like, okay, that's fine. Like, he's not going to score. Like, mm-hmm. like, that's the one thing that DeAndre Jordan can do is defend the post. So yeah. it's like, why are you digging at him while Ja Morant sprints down right down the middle, right down the pipe? And gets like a little handoff and puts it at the rim. So, you know, at the defense has been a problem for the whole team, but he's been a little disappointing for me. Um, and I don't think it's anything to like worry about and be like, oh, this guy, you know, he sucks. He we should get rid of him or whatever. Yeah. But you know, it's 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 definitely yeah. something that's I'm I'm waiting for him to heat up a little bit.
1: And uh, like kind of weirdly, I feel like I I didn't I didn't pay too much attention at the time, but. They could use Wilson Chandler right now, I think, which is just is just tough (laughs) because like that's and that's yeah, I mean, Wilson (laughs) Wilson Chandler like but that's, you know, when Garrett Temple, if he's not making shots like you would have, you know, Wilson Chandler, he's had a long, he's another veteran who's been around forever. You know, it's like having another guy to go to when roadie's not shooting or roadie's not playing that well. Garrett Temple's not shooting the ball that well. But that's not exactly the spot you want to be in if you're Brooklyn, where you're saying, like, man, once we get Wilson Chandler back, like, everything will fall into place, which, yeah. I, the, it's just this entire, I mean, we say Rhodey and then we say Garrett. I think, I think you could, you know, most of the guys off the bench, you could say, yep. have, been, have been disappointed. Oh, yeah. For at least, I guess I'll go to my second guy. I don't know if I'm stealing him from you, but Dinwiddie has been, has been a little Ooh. bit of a disappointment. Cause he's just, he's, he's, I feel like he's taking some bad shots. He's not hitting. Um, the free throw missed. That was. I mean, that the was. The whole team with free throws. That's a, Jesus. That's a tough one. That's a, that's a tough one. I mean, it it goes back to playing like in, when you're in wreck, you know, hit your free throws and you're gonna win games. I mean, how many times have you seen that happen where a guy misses a big free throw? Someone comes down, and you know. Then you have Jay Crowder hitting a game-winning three. Absurd. Yeah, and you know, I loved in You know, I I think he's great, but he's he, he he's a big talker too. You know, he's he's not afraid to uh, he's not afraid to uh, hype himself up or, or not himself necessarily, but you know, he's not afraid to hype up Brooklyn. He's not afraid to hype his team up. But man, you got you got to knock that down. That's I don't want to overreact to one yeah. foul shot, but. Oh, that was a tough loss. That I mean, was he's a really been tough loss.
0: Yeah, I guess everybody on the bench cuz I want to bring up DeAndre too. DeAndre. I mean, mm. DeAndre like I haven't even been disappointed. It's like I just don't even <laughs> Yeah, I, I <laughs> I'm think, just like, like dreading like paying him 10 million over the next couple of years. Like, oh man. Like I
1: think we all had higher expectations for Dinwiddie than any other guy on the bench this year, I think for sure. Um and yeah, yeah, De- like DeAndre's not playing that well either. Yeah, just that that whole bench unit you want to see you want to see like a I don't know, it's just a jump from them, because it's the one thing that's really holding them back.
0: Right. A little on Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's shot selection's always been really bad, uh, and it's kind of worked for him in the past. Uh, It just seems like they they just double him, opposing teams, because they just have so many non-shooters, or not even non-shooters, but guys that can make plays off the dribble, which... I really hope that Moose is something because they. I, it would be nice if they could put him out there and he could give Dinwiddie a little bit of help. If he isn't good, then I don't. I don't know what to do exactly. I really don't know. I mean, I guess you just you start wait till KD at, comes start, back, yes, yeah,
1: or start looking ahead. I mean, you, you don't want to look ahead to the buyout market because that's yep. too far. But ugh, is there anybody on the free agent market like no, a, no. like a guy you can bring in to kind of give you some give you some something off the yep. bench like? I mean, hey, Jamal Crawford's out there. Oh God,
0: uh, yeah, that does not sound like something I yeah, want. Yeah, that's. But. I mean,
1: that's when you're when you're thinking about you know who's on the free agent market three games in the season. <laughs> I would. I wasn't gonna be the one to bring him up because you know it was in my head. I,
0: I I I have to say I'm not against it right now. It would be interesting. It's like the uh, well, ideal at the, situation. Yeah.
1: At the at the very least, it would be fun. Like it would be fun to watch. Like, I mean, the season like...
0: can't go any worse. Should we talk about? Well, we'll get into I guess the Kyrie stuff, but uh, let's let's do our positives real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Karras has been good. He's at 14, uh, 19 and four. His defense has let me down, but you know, it, it, he basically looks like the guy that we thought he was, which is really all you can ask for. Um, I don't know if he's going to take that, like, all-star, like, multi-time all-star leap. I still don't know if we're there yet, but it was nice to see him drop 27 the other day. Um, I, what I like about his game right now is that he's introduced this little, like, fadeaway, um, like, I would say, like, 12-footer, maybe 15-footer. I'm really into it. He gets into the painted area, and it looks like he's going to do one of his, like, weird, like, where he he pivots 20 times in a row. But he now is this little, like, turn away, fall away shot, which I just think is a way better shot than him taking threes almost. You know, I'm, I'm I'm for the analytics movement to a degree, but, like, if it's certain guys that are taking threes that just aren't making them, it's like, I'd rather see you get in there and get in the paint and just make a bucket. Like, give your team a little bit of juice because that's what they've needed a lot of times, and that's what he's given them. So I like this new, this new shot that he's got. Um, he just, every single day, he reminds you a little bit more of, like, of Demar DeRozan to be honest with just with the footwork and now starting to do stuff in the mid-range it's
1: yeah yeah because I, I I definitely agree with you I think you know three-point shot if he's hitting it that's like gravy I think he's got to be a guy that plays you know inside out like the, his game starts from from his driving and you know from getting those mid-range looks you know getting to the getting to the rim like you've said and you were on this before a lot of people you know he's making some really nice passes. He seems like his vision is pretty good this year. Yeah. Um yeah. but but yeah, that's his game's got to start from from driving to the basket, you know, getting that stuff inside and then when teams are, you know, so worried about him getting getting those looks, that's when he's going to get those open threes. And if he's wide open, he'll knock them down. The problem is just when he gets into, you know, taking those contested looks, he's not going to be as efficient.
0: Right. Yeah. Um he's been He's been really good. I, they, he's had moments of like tunnel vision a little bit. Like his passing has been, it has been really good, and it's like it's. He's just got this great chemistry with, uh, with with Jarrett, which I really mm-hmm. like. But him and, and Dinwiddie too. Like it just seems like there's times where they still like have it made up in their mind exactly what they're going to do, and how exactly mm-hmm. they're going to get to the rim. Um, I let's do this one last one, and then we can get get sort of into the Kyrie stuff. Although I don't have a ton to say on it, on it. To be honest, yeah,
1: I mean, we'll yeah, we'll we'll get to that. I'll I'm gonna jump in. Oh yeah, sorry. And. Yeah, no, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I I have a feeling you might you might be stealing my guy, mm-hmm. um, and this isn't even as much about him, but Joe Harris taking Damn six it. point six point, yeah, you know, you know, I, I mean, then I knew it, that's why I jumped in. <laughs> <It's so laughs> but uh, I mean, it's like uh, like I don't even want to talk necessarily about like I won't even get too much into him playing. I'm just I'll say this and then I'll let you go off on him. Um, 6.3, three point attempts per game. I love that. I know it's only three games in. But I've been, I've been pounding this drum for a while that, you know, you got to up his attempts, yep. try and get him more looks because he's, he's so good. And I don't think, you know, 53% or whatever it is right now, I don't think that's com- going to be sustainable, obviously, because that is like a ridiculous percentage. But if he's taking, you know, six, seven threes a game and he's shooting, you know, 40 plus percent from downtown, that's a huge, huge thing for your team. Um, and I hope I hope they just keep trying to get him these open looks. And hey, the Kyrie thing has been working in transition with him lately.
0: He's been their bet, second best player.
1: player. Mm-hmm. I
0: think he's been better than yeah. Harris. Harris. And
1: uh, I, I would agree with that.
0: I honestly want to say he's been the best player from last year's team. I think he's been better than Russell too.
1: <laughs> to be honest, I know Russell's I, I, in a tough situation, but I haven't I haven't watched a whole lot of Golden State. I've watched a little I bit. Have, I have seen like a couple of the, I mean I know they just beat the Pelicans but I've seen a couple uh been, yeah. a couple yeah it's not not going so well for Russell out there just yet but yeah, uh, I mean yeah you, you, Harris he might out of the it's out of the damn good 2018-19 Nets Harris is Harris is doing pretty good. I mean he's not he's not going to shoot 50% from 3 on the year. No. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of hold this line for a little bit. I mean he's he's one of those guys who could just get hot. You know, yep. in his, you know, waking up and rolling out of bed, he can, he can knock down, you know, 40%. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. He's been, uh, he's, he's, I, I just, I don't understand it. He just, I, I feel like they, I don't know just the way they're using him. It seems like they're a little bit more aggressive about trying to get him open. Um, I feel like he's curling a little bit more and stuff like that. I uh, maybe I just have like a better attention to detail cause I really work to like try to study and, get better with terminology and stuff this summer so maybe i'm just noticing things a little bit more mm-hmm. but it just seems like there's a little bit more of like when they had those starters in there i think the starters just look exceptional i really think they look amazing and um you know each day they, they're running them off double screens they're they're giving them little like v cuts here and there i i like it it's been all really good and it's good to see him playing well and it's good to see that he's not at all there's no attrition from going abroad and, and playing in uh fiba it's kind of nice yeah, to he, see that from him
1: he, does, he, does, he like, doesn't like i know they beat. talked about they, yeah they talked about you know maybe he'd be a little slow cuz i mean two trips to china like that almost back to back that yep. that can that can be tough on anybody let alone you know a professional athlete who needs to be at peak performance yep um but yeah he, i mean he's playing 36 minutes a night I'd like to see them scale that back eventually just yeah. because you don't you don't want, you know, you don't want to completely overplay these guys. Um but that goes back to, you know, the second unit's got to play better if if you're going to do that. Right. right. Um but yeah, I mean I I don't have a whole lot more to say on Harris. No, nah, you know what he is. I mean we I mean we've we've talked about him forever and we you, everyone who listens to this knows that you and I are like two of the biggest Joe Harris supporters out there, Yep, you know, or Joe Harris believers, you know, yeah, we've nah. been, we've been on him for a while, but yeah, I, I just, I like to see it. It's in terms of like, there's, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad. I think you could take out of the Nets first three games. I love, I love Joe Harris, man. That guy, he just, he can shoot, he can shoot the, shoot the rock, man.
0: How do you think Atkinson's been so far?
1: Um, I mean, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've always been pretty high on him. I I mean I don't think he's done anything like too damning, you know. I I, mean, I think the Nets haven't looked exactly like perfect all the time, and there's there's some issues there. Like they, they got to figure out the defense, like we said. Um, he's got to figure out you know kind of that hero ball sometimes mm-hmm. getting away from from the ball sticking too much down the stretch. Um, but I I mean I think it, it goes back to this continu- continuity issue for me is like. Teams just aren't gonna be playing their best basketball three games into the season. Right. It's gonna it's gonna take time. Um and for that reason alone, uh, you know, I'll give I'll give Atkinson, you know, some breathing room before yep. I, I say like, oh, you know, he's he's messing up this, he's messing up that. Yep. It's like, you know, let's give it, you know, at least ten games before we before right. we decide that he's taking a step back as a coach or right, right.
0: or he's a developmental coach. I've seen that one a lot. Yeah, yeah that's that a, that's well,
1: that's going to be one of the go tos if it's the nets are one. if the nets are struggling for a little bit there yeah it's going to be oh he doesn't know how to coach a winning
0: right right yeah we'll see I'm I'm not ready to make any harsh judgments of him um, before I I keep I keep putting little things before this Kyrie article like I just don't want to yeah. talk about it uh, <laughs> no, we're clearly
1: we're clearly avoiding <laughs> the
0: the load management is one thing I'm watching like because they're just not doing that so far. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> Kyrie's I
0: don't know what Kyrie's usage is. I'm assuming it's really high. I didn't know that Joe Harris was playing that much. Yeah, Thirty-six. Uh, I don't know what they I guess do so. about that.
1: You think about it, the overtime. You know that mm-hmm. the two overtime games that adds to it. I, I didn't That's actually didn't take that into account. Three games with Harris. He he played in both overtimes pretty much the whole time. I think right. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's got a little extra there. Which okay. So that that kind of that actually okay. kind of that kind of takes takes me back down a little bit on, on that take. But, and
0: he's uh, been going like 10 deep per usual because that's what Kenny does. Yeah, coach yeah. Coach of I mean, the bud tree. The coach yeah, of bud when tree.
1: When they're going to play, you know, this kind of pace and space and, you know, they want to get up and down and transition a little bit, you're going to have to go 10 deep with that. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. All right, let's do but, the Kyrie thing. Uh, yeah,
1: let's finally get to it.
0: <laughs> I actually don't really have much to add. Uh, I, I think if you are in the camp of, you know, Jackie McMullen is a Boston reporter and this is biased, I, you know, whatever makes you feel better, I guess. I don't <laughs> I don't think that's really accurate at all. Um, I think that they knew what they were getting into when they signed these two guys, and uh, I think this is just stuff you're going to hear about Kyrie all season long, and um, as long as it doesn't affect their play, I mean, I think that if the team continues to lose like this and Kyrie has his little outbursts and he doesn't feel like taking his hat off for team photos, those things are going <laughs> to sort of get under guys skin a little bit more as time goes on. But, um, I'm not ready to make a big deal out of it yet. Uh, I, I will say so the one thing I will say about the whole article itself is I don't think this article would have come out if they were three, you know, I, I yeah. personally, I don't yeah. really think so. I think it was very much like, cause it, what I like about Jackie McMullen, she's talked about this on podcasts before. Um, she talks a lot about timing of when you you know, as a reporter as you get more seasoned. You yeah, learn when that's, to put a, that's out a good things, point. when to save quotes and stuff like that. So um I, I think it it made sense from her standpoint to put oh, yeah. out this article right now. And I didn't I didn't really have any problem with it. it actually really made me like K D more. That was my one thing I got out of it. I thought K D sounded really mm-hmm. um well, the best quotes I've honestly heard from him so far in Brooklyn. And-
1: that's a, I mean, that's part of it too. Is like, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not overreacting. From you know, they knew who they were signing when they signed up. Yeah, they knew they were getting this. You know, this uh, mercurial guy who's you know he's a different kind of cat. He's not yep. exactly you know he's not he's not he's not, a, he's not exactly Joe Harris or you know Spencer Dinwiddie who's coming in and just you know immediately buying into everything. Like they said, you know, like Jackie McMullen wrote in the article, like they have to kind of re- figure out how to meet him halfway and make these compromises and obviously obviously if the losing continues and the nets are you know in danger of missing the playoffs or you know anything like that everything's going to be magnified these kind of questions are going to be even even more relevant um kyrie you never know maybe he does have an outburst or whatever but i mean at least to me so far so good i mean atkinson came out and was like you know completely behind him dinwiddie deandre jordan it's like it seems like one of the problems last year and i know it was more than one time so it's you can't necessarily blame the guys on boston but like it seemed like there were points where like these stories about Kyrie, you know being you know unhappy or whatever would come out and then everyone else in like the boston locker room would be like yeah well you know uh, you know it's a long season it's tough like they they it was never like no Kyrie's our guy like we love him you know he's he's our he's our you know our go-to man you know it was never like they ran out and like rushed to his defense it didn't feel like and i'm sure a lot of that has to do with Kyrie himself but it was just you know hey maybe brooklyn takes this the right way and they're like hey everyone wants to see us fail everyone is rooting for us you know for this whole thing to blow up you know let's all get together and you know brooklyn versus the world or you know whatever stupid catchphrase you want to put on it like maybe they use this as a way to you know kind of coalesce around each other
0: you really said everything that i think needs to be said with this Honestly, i mean that's
1: that's the thing we 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 avoided this topic like the whole episode the whole episode but i feel like that you know the a lot of people like I, i think i i wrote I forget the exact words I said on Twitter, but like all it took was like one Bobby Portis game and like one line from a Jackie McMullen article. And now Knicks fans are like, Oh, I know. Yeah, we're back. Like, you know what? And whatever, like, you know, you know, every time one of these Kyrie stories comes out, people are going to seize on it. And, you know, you're going to see it all over the place. Like, you know, with the headline, you know, Kyrie does, you know, whatever, like you're gonna see these headlines, you're gonna see people saying, you know, Oh, Brooklyn made the wrong choice by signing him. Like Brooklyn knew what they were getting themselves into. Yep. Like as long if he's averaging thirty seven points and six assists a game, I think they'll be okay with him not taking his hat off for a photo.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that they seem like they run things like pretty strict in general Mm. like they have a pretty strict guidelines for what they want guys to do and i think that that's why a lot of guys succeed is because it's so regimented that Mm. really all you can do is focus on basketball so maybe it'll be good for them to have somebody with a different perspective on things And you know i mean if they want to remain a premier destination and bring in other stars and take advantage of the new york market then you know maybe this is good to figure out because this is kind of what a lot of superstars are like I don't. Yeah. I don't even think Kyrie is the most domineering superstar in the league. I don't think he's anywhere close, to be honest with you.
1: Nah, the, there's obviously other guys. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, uh, just thinking about this now, um, they like they talked about like you know the regiment and everything like that. It's a lot easier to tell twenty three year old Joe Harris who yep. might be on his way to Europe to play. It's a lot easier to tell him. Hey, you got to be here at X time to do this, this, this. Then we have practice, and we have this. It's a lot easier to tell a guy like you know who might be on his way out of the league. This is what we need from you, and he'll go, okay, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, it's a lot easier to do that than you know Kyrie Irving, champion, All NBA, right, right. how many All Star games? Yeah, couldn't be a bad. I mean, could could end up working in their favor where they're like, you know what, this is how we this is how we figure out these stars and meet meet in the middle with them. Right. Um, all right, let's uh, let's close this out. Do you have any random shout outs for me today? Um, ooh, random shout out. Uh, I'm going to Atlantic City on Sunday. Nice. So that's 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 about my one random shout out. There um, you go. My dad, my brother, couple of uh, couple of my dad's buddies. So. Dope. Nothing no, nothing too crazy. We'll uh, sit in the sports book, bet on football a little bit, maybe nice. play some craps, but that's uh, that's the extent of it, I think.
0: That sounds fun. I need to. That sounds fun. I haven't done something like that in a while. Um, let's see. What do I got this week? Uh, I guess I'll give a shout out to. Well, I want to. I am not allowed to shout out basketball. I'm really excited to watch the slate tonight. We got Atlanta, Miami with <laughs> Jimmy That's, Butler we, coming we back. Can give
1: you, yeah, we can give you a pass right. tonight because we we had talked about this. Before Dude, it's we a damn good slate. Recording. Yeah, it's only if, th- it's one of like the Tuesday games. You only have like a you know three, three. games. I think tonight. But I think we got we got a few winners. Their
0: money. So I haven't watched Trey Young really at all yet. So I get to do that with they with them playing Miami, and then um, after that we have Denver Dallas, which they had. Two, they, I, they I know they had more than two, but I rewatched both their games from last year, and they were really fun to watch. I'm all for uh, Jokic versus Doncic. It's like a fun like Euro, uh, I guess, passing experience, playmaking experience. Mm-hmm. Now you got Porzingis there. I haven't really watched Dallas, to be truthful.
1: They They're I, fun, huh? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I have them in the playoffs. Like that was my preseason prediction. That was kind of my like West. Uh, you know, yeah, the, Dallas take. is going to be the yeah the eighth seed. That that was my like one hot take, I guess you could say. Um, but I mean, anyone who knows me knows I'm like a gigantic Porzingis guy. Like I. Not that I'm necessarily like a fan. I'm like, oh, I love him. He's like the greatest guy. Like, not necessarily like that. I'm just, I've been. I don't think there's You're another. High on him. Basically. Yeah, I don't think there's another guy in the league as unique as him in terms of like he's seven a seven foot three shot blocker, maybe one of the best shot blockers in the league, and he also can do step back threes like in your face. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I, that Dallas Denver one. I know you have Trey Young circled, but i gotta i gotta ride with my guy Porzingis. yep
0: so that's my shout out this week and then i my whole house is actually packed up right now or my apartment i should say so that but that's such a boring shout out. <laughs> Yeah. it's so no, it's i will right. say it's so yeah. annoying like you pack all your stuff but uh then you realize you need certain things
1: like you gotta, like, gotta go. unpack. <laughs> <laughs> like oh shit right. i've
0: been i've been dealing with that all all day today so um so yeah, so that's kind of, but th- yeah, my main shot is that I get to watch the basketball and distract me from moving and everything like that. So yeah, but um, cool. It's been fun talking today. I look forward to doing this next week. Um, hopefully, maybe that'll be our hot takes podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, we might we might have to, if if the losing continues, we'll have to bust out like a hot takes. Oh yeah, or something. it'll be good.
0: We'll we'll buy. It. Really? I'm sure everybody will be doing it. So why not? Oh yeah, why not yeah. join we'll- it?
1: Well, uh, I'll have a list of head coaching candidates. Nice, uh, you know, guys, free agents they can pick up. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have all the hot takes. J.R. Smith, it. like we'll we'll have his career <laughs> yeah. highlights. Oh, all prepped out. I, I think I I think I forgot J.R. Smith existed for a little while there until you just cut. brought that up. <laughs> yeah, big deep cut. <laughs> can we buy out
0: Nicola from Nicola contract. Yeah, from, uh, from where, where? Barcelona, from Barcelona? Like 74 yeah, that's, million.
1: Well, he's gonna be playing with KD at Barcelona. Oh right? yeah, yeah! Oh
0: <laughs> my God, that was such a weird story.
1: I love. I actually like that though. Like, I know we're we're kind of wrapping this up, but I, I like the KD being like, "I want to play in the second best league in the world." I think that's. So, yeah. I mean, so weird. I, I'm, a, I'm a European basketball guy, so I've, maybe I'm biased on that. He's
0: such a weirdo. Uh, yeah. yeah. Know. <laughs> all right. I will talk to you next time. All right. All right. Yep.